Hello and welcome to Anatomy of These Guys. I mean, Anatomy of Us. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And if you know anything about NASCAR racing, you know it started in North Carolina. Speaking of North Carolina, oh. we it, interviewed one of our favorite couples. Are you bringing that up because of your hat? Yes, it's okay. Crisco Racing. So. Well, podcast listeners don't have eyes on your hat. Oh, well, watch the YouTubes then, guys. Anyway, <laughs> some of our favorite former coaching clients and now really good friends and future business partners. Current Brooke, business partners. Brooke and Jerry Roselle from North Carolina, Cape Hatters. You guys, they were former coaching clients. We interview them. We hang out. We laugh. We have fun. And they are a super amazing couple. So this conversation is going to be really fun. You're going to love it. All right, let's dive in. All right. What's oh up? We love you so much. We cannot believe you're here. I'm looking in your eyes and it's the best. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tell us who you guys are. You start off the show by telling us who the crap you are and why you're so amazing. Go ahead, Lair Dog. All right. Um, I'm Jerry and Brooke sometimes calls me Lair Dog. Um, but yeah, I'm Jerry from Hatteras Island, North Carolina on the Outer Banks. And I captain a parasail boat in the summer for my family and do a little bit of everything else in the off season. And I am Brooke, Lairdog's counterpart. Um, <laughs> I am a former teacher. Um, I now just do what I want and uh, make money. And <laughs> I am nice i'm goofy and weird and i'm a coaching client or former coaching client yeah. that's right you forgot to add that we're also now best friends which is we the best part friends. of this journey yes. so yeah. i i could say this and we were talking a little bit but i can say this without going into too much too much detail i could have introduced you guys hey guys this is brooke and jerry roselle um they uh made over six figures this year since doing coaching and they are also international business owners since doing coaching so you can i mean that sounds pretty sexy right yeah i need you to write that down for me so that can be my bio for everything now that's so. pretty good huh in fact when when you guys were talking about the thing in costa rica um i was like oh dude they're like international business owners that's sick it's legit isn't that cool it is cool did you ever for think sure. that like before you did coaching uh no, honestly, no. I think one of the big themes for coaching and really since coaching has been the mindset shift of like, oh yeah, maybe someday to like, let's do it. Let's make it happen now. And it can be possible in like a much shorter time frame than you think it could be. And also that life has crazy twists and turns. Mm -hmm. I love Th it. This is funny. So me and Melanie were talking about some of the ideas that you guys are talking about. And we have, we have big goals that we want to accomplish you know, and they, they have timelines, right? Uh, like a year from now, uh, 2022 kind of thing, end of 2022, which is a little more than a year from now. <laughs> but we were talking about our, our big goals and stuff and ways to make mailbox money. Can I say it? I don't know. What are you even saying? <laughs> like like mailbox money, like how to do things at scale. Like, okay, we sell things while we sleep. We oh, are selling uh, things while we eat. We. <laughs> I said this. Now you have to set it up appropriately. Okay, Because okay. I was trying. So, okay, side note, you just made us a super tangent, whatever, but that's fine. Brooke and I are basically best friends and we're starting a business together. And I said to Seth, like, if I can get you on board as like to help us create funnels and do all this stuff, I said, we can make money while we travel. We can make money while we fuck. We can make money while we sleep. <laughs> I lit. I literally said. Me. Do I say that again? You dropped the f bomb. It wasn't me. Sorry. I know. No, it's good. No, it the microphone. Like if we're too loud, it shuts off. It's very frustrating, but that's okay. No worries. Um, but okay, yeah, yeah that, Reba that will just edit out. Sorry. We swear now. She'll edit it out. I don't even care. Yeah, it's um, editable. So, but no, the idea was think big, think, have a mindset shift, and let actually them tell their story. This is about them, not you and your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> You love me. Uh, <laughs> I'm in tangent. Sorry, Dog, and <laughs> Dog's wife. I'm here for it. Wife of Dog. Okay, so tell us about how old you are, what you do. I know you mentioned the things that you do, but tell us like the stage of life that you're in and why you decided to do coaching and how you thought it was a pyramid scheme. Mm. I am 34 and 
when we first started coaching, I had like a minor freak out because I come from a blue collar family and like the idea of paying for coaching, life coaching, marriage coaching is just like very unorthodox and very out of the box in my community, my family of origin and all those things. And so for a split second after making the initial investment financially to start coaching, I just was like, did we just get duped? Like, is this a pyramid scheme? Like, did we just, did we just invest that much money into our future? And we knew it, like it wasn't, but at the same time we were like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is it. And it definitely was worth all of it, worth all the, all the monies. Mm -hmm. All the monies. All the monies. Yeah. So I am 33. Um, I almost said I was in my Michael Jordan year. Isn't that 23? No, Larry Bird. <laughs> my Larry, I'm in my Larry, Larry Bird. Dog, Larry Bird. I'm in my Larry Dog year. Um, I, you know, I have always sort of believed in the idea that money is like spiritual in a way. Like if you put money or like put, if you sow something, you're going to reap it. And it was the same kind of concept for coaching, but I kind of felt the same way as him, like a little bit, um, only because like, I am a person who like, I am very kind of strong willed. And like, I know like how to like manage myself. Basically, I've never been able to be managed by another person before. Not that Melanie managed me, but like, if anyone could, she would be able to. Um, and so, I mean, we were kind of in that, but what was the rest of the question? Why did we decide to start coaching? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for us, when we went into coaching, we, we were like listening to the podcast and we were like, you know, we're kind of bored. Like it'd be cool to do something, you know, like do coaching. And, you know, I, like, I believe our first meeting with you guys, we're like, yeah, we're broke. We're Jerry. We're normal. We like really don't have any major problems. We didn't say we were normal. We are not normal. We did say we didn't. <laughs> your problems which is funny and laughable now looking back at it um because I think with the like investment you have to be willing to get the shit kicked out of you and then you like reap all the benefits which mm -hmm. is kind of what happened mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it was an amazing journey and it was funny I do remember the very first time it was like yeah it was like just not much going on we're just trying to like upgrade our lives or whatever like get to the next level and mm -hmm. it's a moment where you're like oh really <laughs> rubbing yeah. my hands together but it's being open to dive deeper to the thing below the thing like uncover those upper limit problems or why do i do the things the, right. the way that i do and like actually taking that leap to like oh there is more out there and other people have done this before build businesses made a million dollars whatever whatever why not me? And then we discover, oh, there is no reason why not you, mm -hmm. right? But the thing about the pyramid scheme is funny because the first time that we did coaching too, it was five figures and we Terrifying. it was done in two installments, right? And we did the first installment and I was like, oh shit, that's a ton of money. And then was going through it, going through it. And then two weeks later, the second installment came up and I was just like, how we can't do this we can't do it what what is going on oh my gosh we're and that time we were living in an apartment because we just sold our house and there's a lot of other moving parts i was like okay i have messed up this is a blunder and of course our me and our coach talked about it. he's like dude you signed up for this this right. is this is what we're doing and he actually encouraged us to keep on going and of course that investment has 10x right. itself is i can't a, imagine having not done coaching yeah. i know we say I this mean, financially every time. and emotionally a lot of the same benefits you guys got, we got that too from doing coaching back in the day. So yeah, I know how you feel. In fact, our coach did get duped. Yeah, I was going to say, our, our he, coach got scammed his, for like $25,000. Yeah, think. he was like, yeah, yeah. And my coach ghosted me. And just, I know, and now, crazy? and now he's like, he charges 100K for coaching, which is bonkers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to you guys, Seth. Sorry. God, it's a Seth show apparently. It's context, um, So man. tell us what like, on your coaching journey, which I know spanned a lot of different topics, a lot of different things. It just spans so much. And uh, I would love to know what sort of things stood out to you as being the most impactful, whether that's something that we said, an analogy, or like a moment where we kicked your ass or whatever. Like what stood out as being the most impactful? Let's just start there for, for both of you. And it can be a different thing, obviously. Well, I mean, I know we said that 
we were just ready to try something different and that there wasn't any major problems. I mean, we weren't naive enough to know that like things wouldn't like surface and whatnot. And I mean, at the very beginning of our coaching, like we were already going through a lot of like personal change and change within our marriage and our mindset and some things definitely surfaced and some major things. And I mean, it was really helpful having you guys there to walk through us with those things um, because they were not easy at all. Um, but totally worth it. And then, uh, yeah, I think it was just mainly the, the mindset, just willing to take the big leap. And, you know, I know you, y'all use that book a lot, um, the big leap to, you know, help us get there, but somebody to believe in us to take that big leap and figure out like what we actually want out of life. Mm -hmm. I like it when you say it that way, like to have somebody to believe in you. And you yeah. guys were going through like, I know there's a lot of deconstruction of faith in that process as well. Like, how do we manage that? So that's a huge, that was like a huge element at the, in the early phases of your coaching that I think is interesting. But what were you going to say, Brooke? I know you were going to answer. Yeah. No, so I, well, there's a lot of things. So similar to that, like deconstruction of faith, like I had been really in the, I was in the place and still am, but especially in January or whenever we met with you guys for the first time. I was really deconstructing a lot of my core beliefs as a person. And I had done a lot of like counseling, shout out to Diane, my counselor, I'm going to send her this. Um, but I had done a lot of counseling and I asked you guys about it in the beginning and you guys framed it as like counseling allows us to dig into our past and coaching allows us to, you know, look at the future and where we want to go and grow. And to me, those things, you know, fit together very nicely. I think at first I was like, is it going to be too much? Am I going to be looking inward too much? But it was really a beautiful collision because I had done all of this inner work and inner healing and then was in a space where I could really envision my life and look at my mindsets and see how are my mindsets affecting, like, where am I growing? And, you know, I think the big thing for me was just even just transitioning to more of like a growth mindset and just evaluating, you know, the people in my life and, you know, the types of things that I'm, you know, taking in and ingesting like media or, you know, I don't know, books, relationships, whatever. And, you know, having you guys as support who is going to like question me on things in like a good way, question me on things or like press me on things. Or, you know, I think I really needed that because I didn't really have anyone in my life who's like, who would tell me that I'm wrong. Um, because like I said, I, I can't be managed, but I like very much loved having someone like question me on like being wrong. And I think I hated that, but I needed that. So, yeah that all make sense. Yeah. I love that because I think you and I are, uh, I want to say like a little bit of a powerhouse type personalities <laughs> and it is hard to manage people like us. It's very hard to be told that I'm wrong. Uh, so you need, big, a, you need a strong, big bacon energy, you need big bacon energy up in there, <laughs> which we all have. So whatever. <laughs> so actually tell me what your most, like if you have, um, a memory of like just wanting me to be wrong, but I was actually right. And then once you figured it out, you're like, oh yeah, that do either one of you have like a memory of that? I have like a overarching memory, pretty much like it used to make me very angry. <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad. You would take Jerry's side on things and like I would know that I was right. And I probably was right, but you couldn't tell me I was right like I would know I was right about something and you're like well think about it from this perspective and Jerry's doing it because of this and I'm like didn't want to be told that but all of this to say you know I think it was even after we ended coaching I've continued to have like revelations of oh this is why Melanie pushed me on this but it allowed me to see Jerry through such a different lens and it made me realize like I can't blame him for my problems that like I am in control of my happiness, of my success and of my joy, even though we're married and we're in a partnership, it's like all of that still falls on me and I can't blame him for things. So I love that. It's funny because I, yeah, you brought something up that I've always meant to talk about explicitly. And I always forget is that the wives always think I'm only on their side and that I will never side with a husband, but I, I switch teams like on purpose because I know mm -hmm. it will, I know it will be helpful. Um, but it's it's funny because the wives are always so pissed at me when I do. They're like, well, what are you signing with him for? <laughs> That's part of the journey. Well, it's, I think it's the, 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 the dynamics of it. Right. You know, like I, 
sometimes I feel like I can see the wife's perspective a little oh, yeah. more clearly. Right. Uh, and, and I think that helped. I mean, not all the time, of course. But what about that same question for you, Jerry? Uh, yeah, definitely the differentiation, you know, really learning how to control your unhappiness and not allow the person that you're closest with even to um, dictate your happiness and not blame them for certain things and vice versa. And then it helped me better understand myself and why I do and, you know, act the way I do. And, and I know we talked, talked a lot about how therapy is a deep dive into your past and coaching is, you know, a deep dive into your future, but they definitely have some overlap. And, um, that was super helpful for me and just helping us better understand each other and our marriage in general and where we want to go, you know, from here. Yeah. Right. I love that. I actually want to ask you guys your thoughts on how, cause I feel like one of the big takeaways for you guys was sort of your mindset around money and like how you want to live your life, like lifestyle design almost. I would love to hear whatever you're willing to share of that journey. Because when you actually, why don't you tell us where you started and tell us where you are now in terms of like your work and your income, you don't need to share dollar amounts, but uh, tell us that journey. Cause I think it's so, it's amazing to watch and also be a part of because we're business owners, co-owners, but whatever, continue tell us your story. Well, I guess I'll start then. Um, so let's see, before I talk about my job, maybe I'll talk about my mindset, kind of where I was. So prior to starting coaching, I had just hit a year mark on losing my mom. She had early onset Alzheimer's. She passed away when she was 60. And that was a huge wake up call for me of just realizing that the value of time, um, I won't say life is short because it is long, but just realizing the value of time and, you know, what are we going to do with our time? And so that was an overarching thing for me. And so that trickled down to looking at my job, looking at money as a resource to allow me to have time freedom. And like I said, I was a teacher and I loved teaching. Um, the kids were great. I had a lot of fun. I worked at a really great school. Um, but it didn't, when I like, close my eyes. This is a very dramatic example and visual. When I close my eyes and I like picture the end of my life, you know, did I want to be 60 and still in the classroom? No. Like I wanted to, you know, be a really good surfer and, you know, have traveled the world and have lots of money so I can give it away. You know, that is how I envision my life. And so there's only so much growth that you can do as a teacher. And so this spring, um, when we were in coaching, we really started, you know, you guys really helped both of us identify all of the things that all the skills that we have and all the things that we could do that we thought everyone else could do. We're like, Oh yeah, can't everyone else do this? Like, doesn't everyone else have these certifications? And like, you guys really challenged me to think about how I can monetize those things and to pay attention to like what projects I got lost in and all of that. Um, so let me see. Let me think. So then I decided to leave teaching at the end of the year. I remember specifically one coaching meeting where we were talking about the future and Seth was like, okay, picture this, June 8th, it's your last day teaching. Now what? And in my mind, I was like, yeah, right, Seth, I'm never going to quit teaching, but I'm going to go along with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that because I, I was afraid to bring that up because that's one of the things that I remember. Uh, because that's something that I went through myself. Like, hey, what would it look like not to do what you're doing now? I'm like, I have no idea because, yikes, it's scary. I just have no idea. So asking you that same question that I went through, I'm glad that you said, and Seth asked me, because I didn't want to bring it up because sometimes I forget stuff. And Melanie's like, I said that. I did that. So I didn't know if she did or not, but... You uh, you uh, backed me up that on on that, but even that because I remember that I was like, mm -hmm. okay, Brooke, it's you know, I mean, you said June eighth. I don't remember the date, right? Um, and you're that's your last day. You're not going back in August or September. What does that feel like? And I think just like that, the process that I went through personally in taking that same journey, that kind of questioning is like, wait, no, what would that actually look like? Mm -hmm. And it can be scary as hell, but also really exciting too. Right. And they're like, okay, I've cleared space for the next awesome thing that I want to do. I feel like your original plan was something like I'll teach for five more years or three more years. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah, it was. 
something like that. I have a lot of plans, or and I had a lot of plans that just kind of went around. Yeah. But yeah, it was at least one more year, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like we said before, we're always like someday, but then someday, like why wait? Almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So when Seth asked me that, I was just like, I think I went along with it. But in your mind, you're like, oh, dang it, that's really scary. Like. You know, right now, like we're like mid-December and we're living in the times that I was thinking like, okay, come December, we'll be starving to death and like, I won't know what I'm doing and, you know, all of those thoughts. But I am incredibly happy. I feel creatively fulfilled. You know, we had like such a good year. We just recently like kind of calculated our finances and like just blown away at like the energetic pool of, you know, your finances and when you really prioritize how you make money. Right. And I think you gave me a stat of something like you made more in one day than you made in like a month of teaching one month or something like that. Was it that? Yeah. So it was basically this summer when I was, so I am also, I guess I should give some context. I'm not just making money on the streets. Um, I am also, (laughs) she's a drug dealer people. She's really good at it. Just kidding. Street corners where we live. So, um, so I am also a photographer, like a portrait photographer. And we, during the course of our coaching, we opened an Airbnb, which was a huge theme for us in our downstairs. We live in a beach community. Do I have anything else? Oh, and we bought an event planning business in Costa Rica. So, um, and this summer I was doing surf lessons as well, which is just like a side passion. But the, the stat that I gave you was that in like a day and a half, I made what I bring home in one week, week of teaching, which yeah. blew me away. That right. concept of your time for money or your skill for money, or just having like pocket income mm-hmm. or mailbox, as you say. So, right. And yeah. I love that. And I actually want you guys to share your skill sets because you think you're normal. You're not, you guys are not normal people, uh, for lots of reasons, but I want you to just share, like when we did that, that was one of my favorite exercises with you guys is mm-hmm. when I made you tell me what are your actual skills? What are you certified in? What have you done as a job or as a whatever? So go ahead and list some for me. Cause you guys are fantastic. You can start. Well, when you, <clears throat> you asked the question, if we thought we would ever earn international businesses for, I maybe thought I had like was going to a long time ago, because I've always said I either want to live in Hatteras or another country like my whole life. Um, but I just never thought it would come this soon. So that's pretty rad. Um, yeah. So growing up in Hatteras, I've worked since I was five years old on a boat and I have my United States Coast Guard captain's license and have worked for the family business since I was 15 and got my captain's license when I was 18. I'm a certified art teacher. That's what I went to school for, but I finished my student teaching in Costa Rica. So that kind of like helped us with buying the business in Costa Rica. Um, I never actually taught in the classroom other than student teaching, decided to work for the family, which also included jet ski rentals, boat rentals, towboat US, commercial fishing. I've also done dozens of odd jobs construction and dock building and this and that. Um, I've coached sports for the past 10 years, basketball, soccer, and tennis at all levels and drive the school bus, have my CDL or the activity bus for the sports games. Um, so yeah, I mean, just a little bit of everything. Talk about the young life. Okay. Yes. Um, I just finished working for young life after the past five years of being the area director. Uh, here and have organized a ton of events in the community and through sports and young life and been to dozens of overnight trips with kids and other people and retreats and whatnot. So it was just kind of like natural for us to start planning events and retreats, but for ourselves and we're the boss and we now get to do it how we want to do it. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. I want you to listen back to this episode and say to yourself, I am ridiculously skilled. Yeah. Oh, I just have my U.S. Coast Guard, blah, blah, blah. I knew that. I didn't know you had a CDL, too. I was like, you can drive a truck if you want. No one knows that. Commercial driver's license. Oh, I knew that. Uh, That is awesome. It's ridiculous. Brooke, tell us more about yourself. I know you're a photographer. You didn't say what you teach. Okay, so I taught Spanish. 
Um, so I'm bilingual in English and Spanish. I'm trying to get there with Italian. Um, uh, let's see. I have been a photographer for the last nine years professionally. I used to photograph weddings and now I primarily do portrait photography. I photograph births. I've had photos on a cover of a magazine, which was cool. I just found it the other day. I forgot about it. Um, oh, I forgot see. about my magazine photo shoot <laughs> cover. Me too. I, I have one year of principal training. I was in graduate school to be a principal when we started coaching, and then I quit. Um, <laughs> I um, Let's see. I used to lead professional development retreats and conferences for teachers. I have a lot of cat skills. I'm a cat mom and have a lot of knowledge when it comes to cats. Um, um, tell me about your first job. I used to work at a hardware store. Oh, no, my, that's not yeah, my first that's job. Not your first job. My first job, I was the Chick-fil-A cow. Don't necessarily stand <laughs> behind Chick-fil-A now, but um, was the cow way okay, back in the day. So, so they made me take out my nose ring to be in the cow suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> That nose ring is a direct link to the devil, so they can't have Satan in your cow suit. That's a tangent. That's a tangent we are not going down. But I stand by it. So to put in perspective, like that was Brooke's first job as the Chick-fil-A cow when she was in college. First job. My first job, I was five, working on a boat at like 5.30 in the morning. Um, So like my whole life has been like feast or famine when it comes to money. So like... I've always made a decent amount of money depending on like my age and even, even currently like it's feast or famine. Like I made decent money, but I never really was like had the skill set or the mindset to know what to do with it. And that's like, what has been another big thing about coaching. But, um, so it was like scarcity mindset out the window, no longer. No more. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Ah. I would love to talk about that journey. Cause I remember when we started, you guys would fight about it and it was kind of hilarious because like, <laughs> you feel like Jerry has an envelope and he can't bring it in from the effing truck. And it was, it was delightful. It was delightful. But I would love to know Jerry more of your perspective on like sort of that mental shift of I used to be this way and now I can see it with more clarity, but now I want to be this way and sort of tell us what that felt like, what it feels like now. And just any, anything that you think would be helpful for people to hear. Yeah, I've always wanted to invest my money. I just felt like analysis paralysis. Um, And I guess you could say my very first actual investment was coaching. Um, Wow. Because, yeah. Um, And I, I, yeah, I just had no education. I had no confidence in it. And then back to, how coaching had helped, you know, there's certain things that we're going to receive better from others than from our partner, even if they're saying the same exact thing. And so, yes, I mean, that's, that was super helpful in so many ways, but especially financially. Right. Yeah. I I say this on the show or have said it often, like Melanie can say the same thing a hundred times, but if I hear it from someone that is basically that has a penis. No, that is yeah. basically not her. Like without someone, labia, someone without labia. Folds. No, I've I've been I've been I've learned from women too, right? So it's just not dudes with you know whatever. Uh, but yeah, they can they can say the th- same exact thing, and I'm like, Eureka! Yep, I Eureka. got it. And then it's just like a turning point. But that's what we need. And part of the investment is, yeah, look outside yourselves, like. The, you're, you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most, right? So Melanie, sure, I hang out with her all the time. She tells me this, she tells me this, but if that's the only person I'm ever hearing it from, I'm going to hear it differently from other people. So let's make sure that the other people we're hanging out with are also growth mindset, are also like action-oriented and future-oriented. So that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I think Brooke was going to say something there. No, I... there's like the small like little evil hands in me like loved that Jerry had Seth in his life because Seth could say things that I couldn't say to Jerry but it was also good for me because I learned that boundary of just keeping my mouth shut for the first time in my life because even though I knew I was right and everyone else knew I was right on something clearly I think I'm right a lot it wasn't my job to say it and vice versa like it was something that like 
it was work that Jerry needed to do. There was work that I needed to do. And like, I, we literally live on an Island and our circles are very small. And so it was nice that Jerry had someone like another sounding board that wasn't me. And, um, back to the like money family of origin thing. Like when we started coaching, like our summer bank account was a drawer with just like crumpled up cash in it. And so, and then this year we made six figures. And so like, I always think about, and I was even thinking about this morning, it just, it's a Seth catchphrase that gets stuck in my head. There you go, Seth. Mm. Uh, what gets measured gets multiplied. Is that how it goes? Cause that's Managed. how I say it. Managed. Managed. But I like multiplied. Okay. Yeah, well, I like that too. Okay. So that's how I remembered it. So, you know, but it's, we've seen that to be true is that, you know, financially, at least we are now like managing, we're just taking more ownership of our money, but also in like our relationship and how we spend our time and our skill set, we're now managing it better or, you know, and so I like it. It's like, Measure, manage, multiply. I know. I like, I actually really like multiply in there. That, that definitely needs to be, be a, a part of it. Now. I wanted to ask you where, so this is a total switch from what I was going to ask you originally, but I want to know your visions of what you expect because we ask you these questions in coaching, but in coaching, I think at the time when we asked you them, it was almost like you had really limited, uh, you know, it was like you hadn't quit your job yet. You hadn't, you know, made the money that you've made. You hadn't made these shifts. So everything that all of your answers were very like limited feeling. So now where do you see yourself in three to five years? Like I want you to give me the most detail ever, both of you. I, I'm excited about this. Sorry. Okay. Uh, three to five years, we have uh, established a good reputation with our new business in Sweet Events um, as the business owners in Costa Rica and on Hatters on the Outer Banks. Um, not just for weddings, but also for um, the new parts of the business that we want to evolve into retreats and um, even like vacation uh, educational experiences for you know couples and for families. Um, especially uh, surfing and all things like surrounding the water, boating and fishing and spearfishing and stand-up paddleboarding, things like that. Um, and we have developed another Airbnb somehow, some way in our community and in, in our uh in our house. Cause the one we have right now, like we said, is in our downstairs. Um, but we live seven houses from the beach. So we have a great location. Um, we're super grateful to have bought the property beside our house two years ago. So we want to do something with that. Um, for the first time, you know, since, since we started coaching and I, I finally like have learned what it means for your money to work for you when you're not working, um, being blue collar and, you know, earning all your money, like right then, right there is like what I always thought was the only way to make money. But now I'm learning, we're learning that it's not, um, we want to grow in our surfing and our surf coaching. We both love to surf. Um, but we also both love to coach and teach people lessons, especially like adults who are trying to learn how to surf. It's just a different type. Um, so either partner with, uh, the current surf school that we work with or have a surf school of our own. That's awesome. It. Even, even like I got inspired just hearing what your guys' plans were. Like I can literally envision, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I just got reminded like, okay, families come down to Costa Rica through sweet events, through what you guys do down there. Or Hatteras. Or, or Hatteras. But I'm thinking like specifically like, us. <laughs> our, our, us and our kids come down to Costa Rica and literally there's a morning surf session. There is, uh, then there's, uh, an hour long Spanish learning session for our kids who speak English now. Right. And then they literally are learning Spanish. And then, uh, then there is a something to do with water again, like on the boat, like, okay, we go scuba diving or yeah, scuba diving, spear, spear fishing, fishing or snorkeling. And then there's an afternoon evening surf session, right? So we're surfing two days, two day, two times a day. We're learning Spanish 
every day throughout the week and speaking Spanish, right? But so, Brooke and I have to have our business meetings while you guys go spearfishing because I don't care about poking a fish. Yeah, that's so fine. you do that. But the point, we'll have the, our meeting. The point is you're learning, you're having fun, you're using all your senses, biopsychosocial, spiritual. And then at the end of the day, we're sitting around drinking uh, I, Imperial, right? Costa Rican beer. Uh, around a little campfire like yeah man that surf session was awesome and we're speaking spanish and our kids are learning it and it is a very holistic relaxing thing there's probably some yoga somewhere in there or something like that but like how awesome would that be for our listeners to be like yeah we're I we partnered with sweet events and right. you know yeah coast uh fly into not san jose but uh the guanacosta is that it no liberia yeah. liberia 2022 august Yep. All right. That sounds it's too just... hot. August. Coming soon. August is fine. <laughs> August is fine. I can make anyway. that work. But sorry, I know that was another tangent, but what about you, Brooke? Um, three to five years from now, are they similar to Jerry's, the shared vision part, or is it a little similar, different? Yeah. Added that 2022, you know, come to Costa Rica on a group retreat. Um, let's see. Very similar, I would say. Definitely another rental. Um, I, that's been very powerful. Just having that like residual while you sleep income. Um, Melly and I are kicking butt in the, uh, planning and paper industry. Um, sweet events is doing well and is the type of company that makes us a lot of money and allows us to connect with people and create meaningful experiences. And I said it since the beginning, like, I don't want to be busy. I just want all my other investments to make money for me so that I can do good and meaningful work that brings me money. So that's our vision for sweet events in three to five years as well. Um, we'll be bi-continental. Is that a word? Ooh. We'll be here part-time, Costa Rica part-time, Italian part-time. Maybe I'll be eating gluten again in five years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said specific. Let's see. Yeah. Very similar to theory, just with the added, I guess the overall added theme is that the way that we have set up our life financially gives us more time freedom to enjoy our life and to enjoy our relationships. I love that. Awesome. The only thing I think was missing was that somewhere in there, Jerry, and I haven't talked to you about this, I want you and our our middle son to open a skateboarding company together. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. His name is Tough Studley. He <laughs> needs to have a skateboarding company. And he has red hair. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I told him. I said, Lairdog has red hair. I forgot to tell you that in the three to five years, we'll also teach all the Studleys to surf. And then Tough Studley can have a skateboarding company. Yes. Yeah. That would be awesome. I love that idea. I love that. Even just hearing your guys' three to five year thing is inspiring to us. And hopefully it'll be inspiring to other people to be like, oh, it is possible. Like I can leave my job and have my dream job or dream whatever career dream life dream life over here it is possible right we're doing it you guys are doing it other coaching clients are doing it and other people are doing it and it goes back to the thing is like oh other people have done it there's no reason you can't and if you don't do it someone else somebody will. else will somebody else will right i agree so the, why not me the question i have for you is are you thinking what i'm thinking as brooke learns italian yes Italy 2023. That's right. And we will. Turn the gluten. Yeah, we'll just turn into bloated, bloated, gassy folks together in Italy. Bloated, uh, broken Italian speaking. (laughs) It'll be worth it. (laughs) Gelato eating, wine drinking, whatever it is. So, is there anything else that you like think would be important for people to know, or anything that you want to share? Anything? I can't think of good questions, but I would love any additional thoughts. As someone who doesn't like to be managed and thinks she knows everything, like I would say to, to uh, like echo what you guys just said, like ask yourself, why not me? You know, if someone, if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. And I think I sat around on my skill set for so long thinking like I have to be perfect and I have to be a master of things in order to do it. And it'll happen for everyone else, but not for me. But you know, not everyone has it figured out and it does happen in baby steps. And, you know, like thinking about coaching, doing it or do it. If you're thinking about coaching, do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think. 
Oh, go ahead. I feel like we were maybe a classic or typical example of a couple who, you know, things like weren't bad. We didn't have any major problems. Like we weren't naive enough to think we didn't have any problems, but you know, we had a healthy marriage, healthy relationship. We, you know, didn't fight a ton and we were happy and, you know, we're doing things and still getting to do what we wanted, but we just knew there was like more to it. And we, we wanted to take that big leap. We just didn't have like the words or the tools to be able to put that into action. We just needed somebody to, you know, give us a swift kick in the ass and say, you got this. Yeah. And I think not to like take away from it. If we, like, we would have had a, we would have been fine quote unquote, had we have never done it, but no one wants, like you have one life. You don't want to be fine. You know, you want to be happy. You want to reach your potential. And so, you know, like it was a worthy investment for sure. Right. It makes me think of Jerry, something you said is like, uh, that was the feeling that I had before we signed up for coaching was I know there can be more mm-hmm. like the feeling of, I know I can do and be more and make more and have like a fuller life experience was so persistent in me and had been for years. Like most of my life, I was like, I can do more than what I'm doing. I can be more than what I'm being. And so that for me was one of the signs of like, just freaking do it. Mm-hmm. Like just go get a coach and take the steps that you need to take and join a class or go into a mastermind or get that you know, downloadable $10 PDF about how to lead a workshop or whatever the thing is, but do it because you can live Mm -hmm. like to the next level of your life and to live that full experience. One question I want to ask, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to ask the question. Um, I want you to tell me about what it was like having the access to us that you had and then the action plans. Like what were your thoughts on your action plans and the access like email, text and Voxer and all of that? Just because I think people don't understand how how coaching works sometimes. Yeah, I mean, for us, it was, Great. I think in the beginning we had to, we learned each other and really decided what type of communication was best for us. And for us, it was literally like, Hey, we need a kick in the ass every day. And so I, I literally text Melanie all the time. I still do. Yeah, I know. But, we, um, we text so much. <laughs> and, um, the action plans were great too, because it, like I have a very specific memory and like, I remember conversations and things that were said, but to see it back on an action plan through someone else's perspective and lens was very helpful and kind of gave us things to work on throughout the week. Um, yeah, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first, when we first started, I was like a little frustrated. I was also recovering from my thought that I just got duped. Um, <laughs> and so I thought that like, I wasn't being challenged or pushed enough, but I didn't know like, quite what was coming you know it was like drinking from a fire hydrant but like in the best way possible um and so at first I think you guys like eased us into it for that purpose and I was like a little frustrated but then realized that like there's a lot to dive into here like every day and I was I do remember talking to you Seth and asking you to maybe check in with me more often or um I can't remember quite what it was, but you said that, uh, I think your coach told you this, that, um, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Is that right? Is that how that goes? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think you guys are really good at like personally, um, checking in with your clients, like on their uh, level, because the way that Melanie checked in with Brooke was different than the way Seth checked in with me. And like, that was kind of what I needed. Like I didn't, I was freaking out. Cause I was thinking like, okay, well, if I do the math, I'm paying them this amount of money every day. And if I'm not doing something every day, then I'm just like throwing money away. Yeah. And so that was really what like kicked me into high gear and was like, all right, every day I've got a deep dive because we only have them, you know, for, it felt like forever, but it really was a short time. Right. Yeah, it was 90 days, right? That I felt the same way with our coach. Yeah, we I, did all that math like, too. I know how much every day Cost, and yeah. I checked in with my coach. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, it was almost every day when like we were doing like little mm-hmm. bursts of specific things like, hey dude, I did all this stuff because I, from and maybe it's different for women, I guess, but from a, like a, a guy to guy, I wanted to earn the respect of my coach kind of thing you know it's like I didn't want to let him down almost but like in in 
and maybe that's just my own personality, but like not wanting to let somebody down is also not wanting to let yourself down because it's not like I'm just like, hey man, how's it going? I ate eggs for breakfast this day. That's that's boring. I'm like, hey man, I kicked ass on those three goals that we talked about and I feel great about doing it. I feel good. So I wanted to let you know that I feel good and then we're all feeling good kind right. of thing. Or not feeling good, but we... Well, we You're do doing good. We're, we're doing good, yeah. right? So yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, one thing I wanted to say that Brooke reminded me of, of uh, what it's a saying is perfection is like a killer of progress, right? Oftentimes we think, oh, it has to be perfect before I launch this, or I have to know exactly what to do before I take the step. But it's like the uh, MLK, Martin Luther King quote, is like faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the, st- the whole staircase mm-hmm. or thing like that. So I want to encourage basically myself and you guys and other listeners that things don't have to be perfectly aligned. You have to m- take that leap, and then you'll know which direction to go based on what you learned from taking that first step. So be weary of or wary of perfection is the killer of progress because mm-hmm. then we'll just sit around all day thinking, well, it's not perfect. Right. Well, I have to, I can't do this. I can't leave my teaching job because of this and this and this and this and that. There will always be something, right? I could be back in my job and still saying, well, it's just no time yet. Right. But it, well, and I, I don't learn those lessons yeah. until I make the, the jump. Part of this is because this lifestyle is countercultural. Like you said, I think, Jerry, in our first session you wanted to be i think it was a subversive millionaire wasn't that what it was yeah, <laughs> more or less, you know low-key yeah In- incognito maybe a little punk rock like you know i'm rich but nobody knows it take that yeah now that's a flex take that right i'm not like you know popping bottles and driving a lambo or anything it's like i'm going to costa rica or we're going to the bahamas right. or whatever and we're making mailbox money. Right. And and all that to say, it's countercultural. So it's never going to feel right to the people around you unless they have that same growth mindset and they want to be that like subversive, low-key punk rock millionaire. And, I like that style. Yeah, me too. Were you going to say something, Brooke? It looked like you were going to say something. No, I just felt it just reminded me of the system. And <laughs> you know, the uh, system, it just reminded yeah, me of rage that. Against the machine. I was about to just start <laughs> raging about the system. But the system to stay stuck in the system you have to break out of it and the only way to do it is to bet on yourself and and stick it to the man right Right. yeah Yeah, when brooke was like trying to think about quitting her job this spring she like has grown up listening to pop music her whole life love it loves pop music i hate pop music but finally i was able to give her some music like some good punk rock Rage Against the Machine, Stick It to the Man kind of music. And for the first time ever, she was enjoying it because she was ready to stick it to the man. And I she learned did. to skateboard. <laughs> That's right. Nice. I mean, this is the best. That was spiritual. Anyways, but that just reminded me of my, my sticking it to the man rant. Yeah. That's right. I love it. Side tangent. Too. In North Carolina, I was at a Rage concert, right? At a Rage Against the Machine concert. And a mosh pit broke out right behind me and a dude broke his nose on <gasps> my head. Oh. He broke his nose on my head. I'm like, what the f? And I did he was not like, know that. Ah. yeah, it's kind of crazy. You get extra punk points for that. That has never happened at a pitbull concert. I will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Charles, who was it you went to see the other one? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. I never remember that. Uh, I don't even know who Harry Styles is. I'm a hundred years old. That's the yes. furnace fest, and Brooke went to pitbull. That's who. That's uh-huh. our marriage. That's who we are. That's who you guys are. Okay. So oh, you guys so that, are the best. If, if, if our listeners know what Furnace Fest is, then be like, okay, I know this couple then. Right. I get them. I understand them. So uh, anything else? No, I just want to say how much I love you guys. And I want to tell our listeners, I text Brooke probably, I mean, it's fair to say at least 30 times a day. That's probably and it's all vagina jokes. not even a lot. Yeah, that's mostly vagina jokes. <laughs> Some P&I in there. Uh, today yeah. we came up with, uh, let me just oh, tell gosh. you, we were talking about on a show. What was it that we said? Sex outdoors was uh, penis freeness. <laughs> like I, you free the penis. Freeing your penis. It's penis freeness. And we died penis. laughing and I thought of you. Like freeness for your penis. Anyway. Yeah. Brooke is my uh, twin, basically. We are basically best friends ever. And we're going to go to Costa Rica with you guys. And none of that would have happened if you guys hadn't invested in a pyramid scheme with us. That's right. (laughs) 
So, hey, uh, how about a quick shout out to Sweet Events? Yeah. Where can people find yeah. out um, what you guys yeah. are doing? Sweet, sweet, sweet events. Um, so we are sweeteventscr.com. New website coming soon, as soon as I finish writing the copy. So if you go to it right now, it's all in Spanish and my face isn't on it, but it will be up in the next two weeks. Um, sweet event 17, um, on Instagram, but you can send us an email. You'll find all the contact information on there. We will plan your, your retreats. We will uh, plan your wedding. We'll plan your vacation, your event, whatever, either in Costa Rica or in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. We are experts in making experiences that make you happy forever. forever. You don't have anything to say. Awesome. I mean, you know, it's, it's sweet. It's, it's pretty sweet. Just sweet event. <laughs> Sweet. sweet. I don't know. It sounds oh, sweet. You guys what do you are the think? Best. I can't wait to see you in real life and have our kids learn from you and for me to learn how to surf, which is terrifying and exciting all at once. I still own a surfboard in Costa Rica. When I went down there, we bought surfboards and got destroyed a thousand times on the Pacific side. And my surfboard is still somewhere down there. I don't he know also where it destroyed is. a bathroom in Costa Rica because he got food poisoning. I destroyed more and than had one diarrhea bathroom. for like a hundred years. It wasn't food poisoning. It was beyond food poisoning. It was. Whew. And the bathroom, Sorry, the bathroom was like in the middle of a house too. And we might've told you that like no, the middle of, and it There's didn't even story. go, to, but it's funny. We got to tell our listeners, the bathroom hadn't, the, the walls didn't go all the way to the floor and it was in the middle of a house. And yeah. Seth is duking his brains out with access to like the breeze and it all of his friends. I wasn't there, but what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you guys remember the one like sort of coaching call we had where I was just like super angry and you guys were like, are you okay? Like, are you upset about this? And I was like, I just have diarrhea and I want to be left alone. <laughs> that was a delightful call. I do remember that. Yeah, diarrhea anger. It was very, rage diarrhea, diarrhea rage is what you called it. That was so funny. That was Jeez. great. Anyway, we love you guys. Please go check them out. We will set, put your links to everything in our description. We'll share it on our Instagram and our Facebook so everyone can find you. And seriously, people, if you have an event that you want to plan in Costa Rica or Hatteras or whatever, reach out to Brooke and Lard Man or whatever Lard you call Jerry. Jerry. I don't know. J-Dog, Lardog. Lardog. Larman. Larva. Lairdog. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Okay. Larry Bird. Anyway. Okay. But thank you again, you guys, for your time. Thank you for being so amazing. I can't wait again for our future together as business owners. It's going to be freaking rad. And have a great rest of your day. Love you. Love you too. All right, Talk guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Later. <laughs> hey, guys. Seriously, hope you really had fun with that conversation. I hope it inspired you to grow, to have a growth mindset, and do something different. You guys, 2022 is coming up. This episode drops like today. just December, right? <laughs> Change your 2022 Get coaching and also Badass Husband Mastermind, right, guys? Badasshusband.com. Go there. You can join me and other kick ass growth mindset dudes, wives, if you're thinking of a last minute uh, bir birthday. Birthday gift. Jesus' birthday. Birthday gift. <laughs> Christmas present. Go to badasshusband.com and uh, check that out. I promise you won't regret it. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye.